With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello. Hello. Hi, Kevin. Todd. Yes. Hi, yeah. How are you today? Good, man. I'm uh, right here with my manager, Brian. Hey, Kevin McNeese. <laughs> this is actually Kevin Davis. I'm the other Kevin. Oh, but, hey, good to see you, Brian. What's up? <laughs> Not having... uh, good to well, talk with you. I'm gonna put you and Todd. He's got a headset, so I'm gonna I'm get all professional. So, all right, here he goes. All right, sounds good. Thanks. Great. How are you doing, Kevin? Hey, I'm good, Todd. Congrats. Where are you at right now? Uh, Philadelphia. A little bit of North oh. Philadelphia. Yep. Okay. Yeah, and uh, the other Kevin who uh, runs the site uh, is uh, in Boise, Idaho. So oh. it does get confusing sometimes. With this. He's the founder of the site, and I've been his lead contributor for almost nine years now. Uh, and writing these – actually, it is more than nine years. Uh, we relaunched the site in 2007, um, and over the last uh, – nine years together uh i've been doing reviews and these behind the song devotionals which you and i have done a few uh with uh, your sailor songs and uh looking forward to learning the story of calling all fathers from your yeah man project. thanks for being willing to do it and, yeah and uh, get to share some of your heart behind the writing process of that song and then also a little bit of the, the message you'd like fellow dads uh to take away from it so feel free to tell me a little bit about how that song came together and how you wrote it yeah, well, um, I remember maybe it was a year to two years ago, just kind of looking at where we were as a country, and it just seems like there's a lot of confusion. Um, there's a lot of, um, within the church, just not knowing where we stand, not knowing where we, uh, what we believe, and um, just really feeling and seeing where the 
I think one of the greatest issues we have is the absence of the father. You know, I think um, uh, whether it's uh, single-parent homes that are mostly um, uh, women, you know, who are uh, taking care of the family or in families in general where um, the fathers are just being silent, you know, and not really engaging with their kids. And for me in particular, on a more personal level, just looking in the mirror and going, man, you don't measure up. You know, you're um, you're not leading your family. You're not engaging. I've got four girls, um, twins that are 13, and then a 11-year-old and a 6-year-old. And um, just looking day in and day out, and going, you're not um, you're not engaging with them. You're not connecting with them. Um, you're not leading your family. And uh, so I called up uh, Ed Cash, and we were working on uh, "There's a Light," the album, and. Mm-hmm. Um, just telling him, hey, I really want to write a song um, to challenge and encourage fathers, but write it from a perspective where um, I am uh, have not arrived because I haven't. You know, I'm on this journey with them and uh, really writing it, too, to challenge myself. And so we started talking about different ideas and getting specific. And so one of the questions we, we kept asking was, you know, where are the leaders? You know, where are the yeah. The men who are leading were the, the teachers, you know, the men who are teaching and um, we're the keepers of the home because it's it, God has entrusted us to do that. Um, but we're not doing that. And um, many times where my wife, Angie, has come to me and said, um, lead our family, you know, stand up and lead our family. And uh, so that that's basically how the song started. And we... Um, we kind of came up with an idea. He was actually on his way to a youth camp to sing. And so we were on a uh, speakerphone and just kind of talking to each other through the idea. And then we finally met at his place and really um, uh, dove into it a little bit uh, deeper. And so um, that's kind of how the song came about. Oh, that's awesome. I I, uh, I feel like the lyrics themselves are a, a devotional, uh, which is kind of one of the favorite parts for me of, kind of reprinting them in their entirety. And then, of course, the rest of what makes it a devotional is to talk about where in God's Word you were inspired. Do you have any particular passages you and Ed had in mind? Yeah. You know, one in particular, and I'm I'm forgetting the reference right now, but let me see if I can, I should have had that that ready. Uh, But it's Paul basically talking, um, I think, to Timothy, and he says, Mm -hmm. you have 10,000 teachers, but no fathers. Mm -hmm. Um, Let me, sorry, let me Google this real quick. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, you know, there's others that I will be happy to incorporate, but I wondered wondered if you had anything specific. Yeah, it's 1 Corinthians, sorry, it's not to Timothy, but it's 1 Corinthians 4.15. He's writing to the church in Corinth, and... um, he basically is is saying, you know, in in one translation, saying even if you have ten thousand guardians in Christ, but really teachers is is the one that connects. Uh, you do not have many fathers. Um, for in Christ Jesus, I became your father through the gospel. And I think that's a, a real issue within the church. We have a lot of teachers, and we raise our teachers up very high. Our pastors, um, we raise them to a, a level that's. Um, put them up on a pedestal that's that's not meant for them you know and we we give them a lot of respect and a lot of trust and you know other people who might have a really big podcast or they're a great communicator or someone who's a singer you know or worship you know a christian artist or whoever and just kind of look to them to uh to teach us and we don't have the day-to-day 
um, relationship with some father figure type who is in our lives, um, who lives close to us, who's able to counsel us and engage with us, and in the same time, we are not taking on that role, you know, and, and maybe there's a kid in your neighborhood who um, you know that his dad's not engaged or maybe he's in a single home, you know, living with his mother and having those opportunities to, um, you know, connect with those kids and to speak life into them. And it doesn't mean that you can always be around them, but but taking those uh, the moments when you're with them to impact them and for them to see uh, um you know, a, a man who's modeling that right. Um, we need to be more engaged that way. And with our kids, too. You know, I think a lot of times I can find myself um, just being critical of them. And um, I have no problem with discipline and, you know, uh, wanting to raise my kids right. But at the same time, I can just focus on, you, uh, you know, it's almost like focusing on abstinence, you know, focusing on uh, uh not breaking the rules, you know, as as far as, you know, lying or, or uh, being disrespectful or this or that, and instead of focusing on how do I create these girls to be passionate about who they are and what they're doing and what they're about and um, and speaking life into them, you know, really modeling that for them and modeling that for them in the way that I treat their mother, you know, and um, how I talk to Angie, how I respect her, um, and, and the atmosphere in our home, I have the ability to either, um, um, you know, uh, make it a joyful place that's, you know, full of life or just uh, make everything super tense. And I'm a very intense person. So I can come in and not even realize that I look like I'm really angry at the world mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and, and just come in and I'm, you know, I'm a one track mind person. So I'm like, okay, I got to get this thing done. I got to get this thing done and not realizing the, the kind of um, atmosphere or environment that I'm projecting just for my face. Um, and so really remembering just a simple thing of smiling, you know, when my girls are walking down the stairs, you know, having a big, having a smile on my face and how's, you know, your day been and how are you doing? And, you know, I, I think a big thing too, um, and I'm kind of skipping all over the place, but, uh, being able to say you're sorry, being able to admit when you're wrong, you know, I, I think sometimes, and even when I was a kid, I, I kind of always felt like my parents were just perfect, you know, and I have great parents, um, but, uh, being able to, when you mess up with your kid, you know, um, like there was a couple of weeks ago, and this happens frequently, but where I thought my 11-year-old Kate had done something, and I jumped on her before I, I talked to her about, hey, what actually happened? And come to find out one of her other sisters had done something and she hadn't, but I immediately accused her. And so um, being able to say to her, hey, I was wrong for that, and I'm sorry that I treated you that way, and I was that tone was really disrespectful and just to see the light in her eyes of going, Oh, like you're wrong too, you know, and you can apologize. And it's, it's basically, I'm in need of a father as of the, of the forgiveness of Jesus as much as you are. Um, mm -hmm. and so being able to, um, convey that, um, to just say the simple words of, I'm sorry. Um, a friend of mine who's in her late forties, um, her dad never told her he loved her never uh, apologize for things that he had done, you know, and, and being absent. And so I, I think as a starting point, you know, for a lot of dads, uh, that's a, that's a, that's a great place to start. You know, if, if you haven't been in a relationship with your kids, your kids still have, uh, they need their dad. 
they need their debt, whether they realize it or not, and probably some of them have just because they've been so hurt, they've put up a wall. But the minute that we can humble ourselves and uh, say, I'm just say I'm sorry and not give excuses and not say, well, I'm sorry, but it's because of this and this, but just say, man, I'm sorry um, for the way I treated you. I was wrong. I think that cuts a lot of... Um, the, the baggage that they, they are carrying. And it's not going to heal everything, but it's a, it's a great starting point. And that particular friend, I think her father on her, close to his deathbed when he was sick, finally told her for the first time that he loved her. And it didn't take care of all the hurt, but man, it, it, it made up for so many times where he hadn't done that and was a great way for them to um, seal their relationship before he passed away. Mm. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you for um, your personal connection and for your uh, conviction, because I do hear it in the song. And uh, I have three daughters. Uh, mine are uh, 16, 12, and 10. So uh, huh. are in a similar stage of life as far as this uh, message. And, you know, obviously there's so many aspects of the uh, messages our wives and daughters are being bombarded with also that are not biblical. And totally. I think one of the ways we as, as Christian fathers can help, you know, the uh, fight the fight there, the Christian fight against the enemy, uh, is to help them find their identity in our perfect father, um, as opposed to, uh, you know, this, this fallen world. And I feel like, I, I feel like that's one of my main convictions as a, mm. uh, as a Christian dad is, to try to model, as you said, as best you can. Um, how are you? How are you doing that specifically? Like, what are you doing with, yeah, with your girls? That, like, you're in the in the moment, and and like, what are some of the things you're doing? Yeah, so I think for me, it always starts with um, spending time in the Word together. Um, hmm. So you know, obviously, as I've been kind of thinking about your song and thinking about us talking about the song and thinking about, um, you know, cause you know, I'm writing two of these every week. So of course I have a lot of these ideas that go through my head a lot. And I think that it, that almost helps season me to think about the biblical uh, applications. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot, excuse me, a lot of female artists, Christian artists have sung songs about being seen through the eyes of, of the father God. And, mm-hmm. um, um, this, there's an artist named Holly Starr. She has a song called Through My Father's Eyes, which I've interviewed her about. And um, the, the band One Girl Nation has a song called In the Eyes. And it's, again, about um, not seeing themselves the way they see themselves, flawed, mm. but to see themselves. And actually, you know, the Mercy Me song, Flawless, right? That's sort of mm. in that same vein. Uh, I'm trying to help my girls know that even though the world is, is sort of telling you what's wrong with you. (laughs) Basically, I think that's sort of that message I'm trying to combat. Um, What I really try to do is just every day tell them I love them. As you said, my countenance, it's interesting. I I actually can relate very much to what you said about your facial expressions. Um, Mm. I I think I do the same thing. I think I'm living in my head sometimes, and I might look more stern than my daughter's, than, than ever my attitude is towards my daughter. And so what I've really tried to be thinking about is how, how do I um, intentionally smile and engage them in a, in a loving, um, gentle way. So I've actually really tried to think about how, how can I show the fruit of the Spirit, even though I may not be living those things out. But if I do each of those things, you know, as listed in Galatians 5, 
um, then that to me, I think is one of the best ways we can try to model the way God thinks about them hmm, um, good. versus versus sort of our own fallen way that we might treat our wives and our, and our, and our children. And it's, it's not even just about daughters at that point. Then it, it is actually about just your children and, and that we are all, you know, I really like that verse, you know, our sons need to know we see the man deep inside of them. Our daughters need to know that they're adored and our wives want to be known and that we'll be men of our word. Uh, and I do like the next part. And if we fall down, we'll get back up. Yes. And when we fall down, we get back up. We're the leaders, the teachers, the keepers of our homes. And I, I feel like there's so much there that I'm going to do some additional kind of biblical research about yeah. Um, yeah. for exhortation and, and also edification. Because what I really don't want is dads to all feel guilty right. <laughs> that we've all fallen down so terribly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, and I'm sure that's not well, your intent and, you know, and, and, and guilt never changes somebody. You know, it's, right. it's never, it may get, you may get the, the superficial result that you want from somebody, but long-term that doesn't change someone, you know, it's, and that's where I want to make clear to people that I wrote this song for me too, that, that right. it was especially a confession from me of going, you know, the last thing I want to do is write this song and go, okay, now you guys do this because you're not, you know, it's, Mm. No, I wrote this because I look in the mirror and go, I don't measure up. And so it's mm. coming from a place of, of I'm on this road. I have not arrived. And, um, but at the same time going, Hey, this is who we're called to be. You know, this is, yeah. so we can do this. And I think so, so many times men just walk in a state of defeat, you know, like mm -hmm. we walk with our tails between our, the tail, our tails between our legs, you know, and, and, and just the way society has, you know, if you you're look, watching a commercial, you know who's the who's the dumb idiot? It's the dad. You know, it's it's <laughs> like it's always right. that kind of thing. And it's like, no, man, we we're the leaders. You know, we're the ones who are um, God has called us and put us in this position. You know, and to humble ourselves and to um, to take this role, you know, seriously, but not from a place of of guilt and bashing. And what I do find interesting is when I when I share in concert just about. Um, how I haven't measured up, and then I sing the song, and there's a lyric video too. If you want to point people to the lyric video, it's a, for sure. Uh, it's really powerful, really well done. Um, but by the end of the song, it's usually a standing ovation every time, and it's mm -hmm. it's not because oh that was such a great performance. It was I totally grasp as a father the message you're conveying, and that's what mm -hmm. I want to be, and that's what I want to do. And I'll have men come up to me afterwards, you know, who are like. Man, that calling all father song that really spoke to me. That really spoke to me. And so, um, cool. yeah, yeah. Hopefully, it's not from a place of guilt. Hopefully, if someone needs a kick in the butt, then it, it yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it makes them do a 180 or take a step, you know, towards that. And I, I think too, we're we're afraid to lead. You know, I think we're scared of yeah. of leading. You know, and and of actually being in that role. You know, but that's how God designed us. No, for sure. And actually, it's amazing how sometimes the Lord will, will take that um, concern we have of legalism and, and remind us of, of how his son freed us of that. So here's yeah. a verse I actually have used in a song called Our Father Has Won. I wrote a devotional about, um, and it's from Galatians 4, 4 to 6 from the voice translation, which is like the new New King James. Mm. And it says, when the right time arrived, God sent his son into the world to free those who, just like him, were subject to the law. So there's the guilt issue, right? Ultimately, mm. he wanted us to all be adopted as sons and daughters 
Because you are now part of God's family, he sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, and the spirit calls out, Abba, Father. And I feel like that's our new identity as believers. And so we can say, hey, you know what? I'm never going to measure up, and that's okay, because Jesus does measure up. And Mm. his Holy Spirit can put in my heart the ability to cry out, Abba, Father. So even if my earthly father isn't getting it done, (laughs) um, I do have this other perfect father who loves me unconditionally. Mm. And so I feel like there's obviously also ministry to the fatherless, you know, to the to the single parent home uh, that you can also hear in this song, which is find comfort in in your perfect eternal father. And then, yes, for the fathers who are not getting it done, you know, make some commitment. I'll, and I'm sure the Holy Spirit will convict me of hey. some com- commitment I'd like to challenge people to make. Bring this up too, because I'm so glad you mentioned that about single single dads. Because I have so many friends who are single dads, who yeah. are doing everything that they can, and they are doing mm-hmm. such a great job. And one uh, guy in particular, it's my neighbor, and mm-hmm. he um, drives, I think, four hours or five hours every other weekend. He crosses state lines so that he can get his girls get his kids, you can keep more general, get his kids and bring them uh, back for the weekend. And he does it with a smile on his face. Mm. And, you know, I think there could be one concern I had was that a a single dad might hear this song and go, well, I'm a failure because I'm divorced, you know, or, you know, I I got a girl pregnant, you know, before I was married. And and so I'm, you know, washed up. It's like, no, 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 no. There's, I mean, just seeing what some, like the, the guy I'm talking about, he inspires me, you know, as far as being a dad, his commitment to have that time with his kids. And it's, it's not a whole lot of time that he's allotted anyways. And yet he does it. He does it with a smile on his face. He never complains and gets that time with his kids. And then, you know, he's usually in the summertime, he's got to leave a little bit early from the pool. We'll all see each other at the pool. And he's like, okay, I'm on my way back to, you know, take them back to their moms, you know, but if there's a way to include that story in there, you know, here's someone sure. who is doing a great job, who's a single dad. Um, so. Awesome. Uh, I will. Uh, and you're right. That is also an aspect of um, commitment. You know, it's, uh, I, I think there's even an element of um, the parable of the prodigal son uh, as well, hmm. that, that no matter what you've done, you can still know that the father's going to come running towards you. you know? Absolutely. Maybe, maybe you're somebody who's that prodigal who needs this song too. Uh, and you might need to say, father, I've sinned against heaven and against you and I'm no longer worthy to build your son. Uh, but you know, the father will say, um, this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He's lost and was found. And, the, and mm. then celebrate. Yeah. Because for me, that is so much the Christian story too. I mean, there's so many layers really, which, which is awesome. Um, and I was going to start to ask you a little bit about the record, but I feel like we've got so much to talk about with the song. Let's maybe hold off and circle back and talk about There's a Light. Uh, down Absolutely. The line, uh, for another yeah. How, how soon do these articles come out after you do the interview? Is it a couple of weeks? Is it a couple months? Yeah. yeah. Well, Brian, Brian sees my schedule um, and Sarah, you know, your, your management team there. Um, as of now, it's planned for middle of October, I believe. And sometimes I'm able to move it up based on, 
timing, you know, because I okay. usually have, No, that's um, actually, that's perfect. What I was going to say, you know, as far as circling back, so mm-hmm. I um, was an associate producer on a movie called The Insanity of God, oh, and yeah, yeah. Um, it's about the persecuted church, and then I, yeah. I was the the executive producer of the album, the, the music for it, so I wrote the songs for it. Um, mm-hmm. All that to say, it came out August 30th, and 70,000 people came to it, so it was the number eight movie in the country that night it was just for a one night fathom event but it did so well they're doing an encore performance on the 13th all that to say and the dvd comes out um november 21st and so if there's a way to circle back and to tell the story of dimitri's story who is this prisoner uh pat russian pastor who was um in prison for you know uh, 17 years, um, and his story is just unbelievable. We could talk about that, you know, and 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 then kind of address the rest of the album um, for sure for, to release around that time. So just get in in contact with Brian to set that up, and we can do that. Yeah, and if you could also, because um, I don't think I can make it to the screening because that's tomorrow night, right? Um, it's tomorrow night. Yep. Uh, but if somebody could send me out the movie, I'd love to see it because obviously I can better write about it if I also absolutely absolutely yeah I'll um I'll contact uh the the guys and see when we'll get when we'll be able to get copies because I haven't even I mean I've seen it in the theaters but I haven't even gotten a final copy of it so but yeah I'd love to be able to do that awesome I appreciate that well so yeah so I uh October for this and then let's talk again and uh tie something in with uh the rest of the project and the uh Infinity of God project for sure I'd love to great Great. All right, Kevin. Well, thanks so much for your time, man. Yeah, you're welcome, Todd. And I also wrote the uh, article about my top modern hymns, and I gave a shout yeah. out to you. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Thanks for uh, doing that. Yeah, for sure. I uh, love the, the new recordings of, of both of those tracks, and uh, that, that hymns record's already been in heavy rotation for me, so thank you also for that. Awesome. Well, awesome. thank you uh, for your time today. I know this will be an excellent... Uh, uh, dive uh, into biblical truth and also personal application and uh, look forward to our next conversation. All right. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks, Todd. Take care. Uh, okay. Bye-bye. Bye.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.